Howdy. Welcome to the Bait Shack Podcast, presented by hashtag Come to the Shack. Your home for freshwater fishing tips, grumblings from the grove, big game banner, and all the chum you can feed on regarding University of Ole Miss Athletics. We're coming to you from the Land Shark Lounge on Lake Sardis. So grab a cold one, sit back, and reel in the Bait Shack cast. Welcome to episode 31 of the Bait Shack. We've got Cody, Randy, Soren tonight, and myself. Um, and it's kind of been a slow week this week with the weather and everything. We've had some cancellations for basketball. Uh, three SEC games got canceled today. Uh, we're recording at Thursday night. It's about 9 o'clock, um, including the LSU-Ole Miss game. Uh, no ideas of when that will be postponed to, but we'll talk a little basketball, um, kind of touch on the bubble uh, with kind of some different moving parts in that. And then uh, talk about this weekend. It looks like we will be playing in the baseball series in Arlington, uh, the State Farm College Classic, where we get to play TCU, Texas Tech, and Texas. So just kind of get a little rundown there, um, just what to expect, what we think, what kind of outcomes. And uh, maybe we'll talk a little bit about SEC uh, baseball standings, just some light predictions, uh, where we think the conference will be um, what and whatnot. So start off right away um, with some basketball. Uh, Ole Miss, Idol, of course. Joe Lenardi, with his most recent release, has Ole Miss back into the next four out. At the top of that list, Penn State is gone, so not really sure what was going on the other night with that, but it looks like Ole Miss is back in the driver's seat. Just really, the four games left, assuming there's not another cancellation, really just kind of need to finish strong. Almost need to beat, you can beat Missouri now. with every Missouri's now lost, I believe, three in a row, so that's now becoming a game of concern. Almost want to make sure you win that one, but... uh. Liking our chances so far, um, got Mississippi State this weekend. That's a must win. Randy, um, I mean, I, I don't see any way that we can lose that game and still make the tournament. I think that is a must win. Yeah, agreed. I think you need to win that game. I think you should win that game. Uh, Kermit Davis has proven that he can give Ben Howland-led teams fits. Uh, that 1-3-1 defense ends up confusing teams. We've talked about that. We've exhausted that line, but... I mean, it's a game you need to win. It's a game you should win. It's a game you should be favored in. Um, you know, I don't, I don't expect Ole Miss to lose, and that's a really weird thing to say. Like, I haven't said that about this basketball team in a while. Yeah. Uh, Mississippi State, really just the two scores again. So if you can stop them offensively, they don't have enough on defense, I think, to really slow us down. So that's good. Um, up to 49 and, or 48 in the Ken Palm. Uh, they have us uh, predicted to win three of the final four. Now it's they're pretty favorable now. They have a 62% chance against Kentucky. That's the lowest one. Uh, one thing of note, Wichita State tonight, Randy, beat Houston. For, they almost beat them the first time. They did beat them the second time. They now move into first in the automatic qualifiers for the American Conference. So that loss not looking so bad anymore. Yeah, you know we're seeing that loss move up a little bit. We're seeing Georgia improve just a little bit. They're on a little bit of a heater here. Um, that loss still isn't great. Those two losses, they still aren't great, but they're trending in the right direction. Uh, you would you would like to have seen Mississippi State kind of hold a little bit so those wins could be quad one wins. And you would have liked to see Missouri not go on this little bump here. But if you're about to play them, you know, that's not a bad time for it to happen. Yeah, 
Um, Wichita State's worst loss of the year actually now is Missouri. So they actually have a pretty strong scheduled resume. That would have been a big win at this point for Ole Miss instead of just kind of a game you shouldn't lose. But um, besides that, like we said, beat Mississippi State this weekend. You got Missouri in the midweek next week. Only four games left, assuming there's no more rescheduling, and uh, take care of business in Indianapolis with the tournament. And uh, good shot at making the tournament. Which is a great turnaround from what it could have been this year. Yeah, I mean, we wrote this team off about a month ago. I think we talked about tournament, and I laughed at you and was like, no, like we're not talking tournament. There's no point in it. And this team, you know, they turned they turned a new leaf here. They've figured some things out. They're gelling well. They're playing well. You know, like you said, it's amazing to see just a, such a quick turnaround from, oh, my God, this team's going to finish 13th in the SEC to, hey, this is, this is probably a tournament team. <laughs> I know uh, a bracket I saw the other day on Twitter, and I forget who it was. I don't think it was Lenardi, but he had us in the play-in game uh, as a 12 seed against St. Louis. And then if, we, if, if Ole Miss wins that game, they would play Wisconsin, who many might remember we played in 13 as a 12 seed and one. So, you know, history on your side there. Maybe that repeat there. And who was on the sideline for that game? What do you mean? Marshall Henderson. Oh, so yeah. Marshall Henderson would uh, visit a little blast from the past if we get that matchup. I know they won't forget that one. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't if I was them. I don't forget LaSalle. So, that's uh, on Saturday. I don't know what time that game is, but. I think five. But five I'm o'clock. Entirely sure. I will say this. Um, I'm kind of bummed out that we're not playing LSU uh, this week at all. Um, just because I feel like a little bit of idolism um, with any team can kind of, I don't know, just just not playing, you know, um, at a normal incremental schedule like that can kind of throw some teams off. And, and I don't know if our team is necessarily going to do it, but, like, we're just on such a hot streak right now that, like, I just want to see us keep playing to make sure it's not a fluke. And I know it's not a fluke because we've won the past four games that we played, but there's just, there's always that little thought in the back of my mind. That's like, Oh, you know, maybe it is, maybe we just got lucky, you know, four times, but, um, you know, all intuition is kind of pointing that it's not, but, uh, regardless, I do wish that we played LSU, uh, midweek, but you know, hopefully we beat the mess out of state. And there's still a chance that game could get rescheduled. There's that, I want to say March 6th, is that the day, Kyle, that they've opened up for teams to reschedule the games? Um, I think it's March Yeah, because the tournament doesn't start, I think, until a few days. At, like I think it's like a five. There's a t- small window, I believe, before the tournament starts. There's a window there, I believe it's that Saturday, that teams can reschedule games. That was originally going to be the South Carolina game that was going to be rescheduled. But you could always reschedule that LSU game if needed. But honest, and while I agree, Soren, you know, you don't want to see any team go idle for such a long time. I just, we have not beaten LSU since 2017. And so, I don't know. I, I'm excited for the matchup because it's an opportunity for a win. But at the same time, that's not a game that I'm confident about <laughs> if, I, if I'm right. that way. Um, but yeah, they, they always could reschedule that if necessary. Well, you get you, you give the point that like you know you weren't confident on this, but think about a couple of weeks ago whenever we first played uh what was it Auburn, you know, and we you know Sharif Cooper, you know, we were talking about how like oh he's going to absolutely walk all over us, 
And to a certain degree, he did, but we still came out with the W. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I think that this team has a little bit of fight in them. Actually, not even a little bit, a lot. I think they have a lot of fight. I think they knew that people were starting to write them off. And, I mean, they are heating up. And they are heated up um, at the right time. And so, um, I do think that we honestly could give problems uh, to LSU and, and potentially win that game. Although, I'm not confident in it, but... Well, I, th- I think it's a good point. You guys strike while iron's hot, and right now it's, it's hot. So, I, th- I mean, I definitely think right now is when you wanted to play LSU. I don't know if I'd want to play them in that little window at the end of the season. But I, I was worried about that game the whole time just because I'd hate to play them. And like you said, we have a bad history with them. So, if you lose them, where's your momentum go? But it definitely would have been the right time was this week to play them. But take care of business against Mississippi State. You're better than them. Yeah, and, and we're going to have a chance this weekend against Mississippi State to go 2-0 and and throw back uniforms as well. Um, we, we played well in the special alternate uniforms, I guess is the way to put that. And so we're going to see those come back this weekend against Mississippi State. And that'll be a fun, that's a fun thing. I like seeing new uniforms always. And those uniforms are just sexy. So, <laughs> so I want to know so far this year, there's not a chance we're losing in them. So that just that locks up the win. Let me knock on some wood real quick. <laughs> but uh, we'll we'll move on to the weekend series in Arlington. Uh, it should be a cold one, maybe just for Saturday. But it's supposed to warm up, right? Get back into the sixties where it belongs. Um, and we start out with TCU, um, and then t- uh, Texas Tech on Sunday. I don't know. Do you have the times in front of you, Randy, or anybody, Cody? They're all three o'clock, right? Should be three p.m. They're all three o'clock. Yeah, that's easy. They're um, they're all Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, three p.m. You play the same time. So yeah, uh, let's see. We got TCU. They were picked. All right, so they were eleven and four last year. Picked second in the Big Twelve. Um, they return. Pretty much, I know they do return their entire starting lineup from last year. All nine hitters. They weren't the best in the in the Big Twelve. I believe they were like eighth. They only have nine teams, so they might have been seventh um, in batting average. They have some pop to them, um, but the, we get their ace, of course, Johnny Ray. Uh, he did very well last year um, in four starts. He's a JUCO guy. Hasn't had any um, experience in the Big Twelve play. So last year in four starts is the best team we played, I think, was like Minnesota. So we'll kind of be his first real test. But um, he's injury prone too. Obviously, first start of the year, no issues yet. But I think it's a game we should be able to win. Um, mainly, I just want to make sure. Is it Doug? It's definitely Doug on Friday, right? We're not, or Saturday, I mean, we're not switching up just because we moved it today. Yeah, no, Nikhazy goes Saturday. First game of the series, you're going Doug. So he's a right handed pitcher too, which is benefits us i feel like we all struggle sometimes against lefties <laughs> so i don't know you, you guys think that'll be uh what do you think about that one for for tcu with the win on that I, I feel like that should be a win yeah i think that 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 game and sunday should definitely be wins um monday i don't know i need to see Derek diamond i need to see him pitch again <laughs> i need to see him carry some consistency over but yeah i think tcu is definitely a win with doug on the mound I say definitely. It should be a win. <laughs> Let me knock on wood again. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think B- BDD goes out there and gets his first dub of the year. Well, Randy, you were saying you were saying you expect uh, Doug to kind of have a down year eventually. I mean, you said maybe a little bit last year. 
maybe this year. He's starting off, I think, well, he hadn't had, I guess he had Louisville last year, so it's not like he's just coming right out of the gate with his hardest team ever. He had a tough team last year, but TCU's not a bad team. They have a lot of experience, too. Yeah, and I mean, if people remember, we lost that first game against Louisville last year. It's the only game they lost was the one that Nikhazy pitched. And like I've, I've been saying that, I said it last year, I kind of expect it this year, but I've been proven wrong year after year. I feel like Doug takes a step back, but at the same time, he has a good mix. He knows how to mix his pitches well. He gets outs, and that's really all that matters. Um, so I don't want to say I, I don't want to say I think he's going to have you know a step back this year, but for some reason it's just a gut feeling I have that it's going to if people are going to eventually figure it out, but they haven't yet. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Last year the team lost the Louisville game one, occasionally on the mound. But it's not like he blew that game or anything. That was just a good game between two really good teams. All right, so going on to Sunday, we've got Texas Tech. Uh, you said definite win. I think this is a loss. A Texas, if I had to like guess, obviously I think we can get 3-0. But Texas Tech is stupid good. They're favorites to win the Big 12 this year. And they're apparently pitching their Friday night ace against us. Uh, Michael Dallas, he was their Friday night ace two years ago when he was a freshman. Last year, for whatever reason, they had him out of the bullpen. So he's back into the Friday night role this year. So lucky us, we get to face two teams' aces right out the gate this year. And he's really good. Yeah, Tadlock likes to use his pitchers at a like, long relief too, though. So sometimes he takes guys and puts them in the bullpen to use them as long relief. I just ha- I really have confidence in Gunnar Hoagland. Um the only fear I have with Hoagland is that he does not pitch very well in cold weather. And so I'd like to see what the temperature is like inside the stadium uh, this weekend. Because it is it is a dome, right? But they are playing in a dome. I think. I mean, did they mention they were changing that at all? I hadn't heard it. I mean, Globe Life's a dome, right? Hold on. Okay, yeah, up until 2019 and Globe Life Field with 2020. Okay, yeah. Yeah, okay, they play in a dome now. I thought so. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, Globe Life Dome, yeah. Well, the old park was Globe Life Stadium, and it didn't have a dome either. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I think that's, I mean, I think the people who, like, made the stadium were probably like, hey, like, this doesn't, like, you know, on wordplay, it doesn't make any sense. So, like, we should probably build, like, a, a dome globe shape. Yeah, anyways. I think it's because it was dome. hot. But <laughs> that, that very well could have been it. I, I would like to think that my, my theory is correct, but, you know. <laughs> But yes, back to back to what you were saying. You were saying uh, we play in in Globe Life, which is a dome. Seeing the temperature in there. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I would like to see what the temperature is like inside the stadium. If it's climate controlled, or if they're just kind of letting things go. Uh, Hoagland struggles a little bit in cold weather. He pitches better as the temperature heats up. But he's our best pitcher on this team. I know people who do not watch Ole Miss, or maybe they're not familiar with baseball. They look at the Friday guy and think, oh, that's the best pitcher. Because, you know, you always hear, well, Friday starter, Friday starter. You know, we just said it. We're facing two Friday starters. Our Saturday starter is the best pitcher on this team. Gunnar Hoagland is a top 10 MLB draft pick, in my opinion. I do think he works his way up into a top 10, maybe top 7 pick. He's one of the best pitchers in the country, and I have a lot of confidence in him this year. I think he gets it done against Texas Tech. I think the team hits well enough to win, but it's going to be a slugfest. I mean, that's going to be a game where you – I mean, it's close. It's not going to be a blowout, I don't think. So, you said he's not too good um, in cold weather. Texas Tech, 
they're they're they probably have the best offense in the Big Twelve too. Mm-hmm. So that's that's really double trouble there not working for us. Um, they've got the player, the Big Twelve Player of the Year. I'm gonna butcher his name, Dylan Nios or Nios or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Dylan Nice. Nice, thank you. Um, <laughs> and they hit the cover off the ball last year, ranked the top of the Big Twelve in almost every category, and they return all but like one guy. So they're and they're deep. So their bats are gonna be really good. Gunner's gonna have his hands full. That's who kind of need a good outing from Doug so that we don't run through the bullpen. That's who I want on the mound, though. I want Hoagland on the mound. Oh, yeah, that's that who game. I think. And like you said, you need Doug to go deep. You need Doug to give you six or seven because you don't need to come into Saturday with a just butchered bullpen and have Hoagland out there. And things could get scary and hairy really quickly in that situation. So <clears throat> Texas on Sunday or Monday. And uh, the Longhorns, I couldn't figure out exactly who they're going to throw. I think it's either going to be Tanner Witt, the incoming freshman, who, of course, another – I mean, if he does pitch, he's really good. He's the freshman of the year in the Big 12 in that preseason. And then the other possible is Colby Kubitschek, who he had some starts last year. He's pretty good. Either way, um, I like Derek Diamond's chances against them. Their offense isn't anything close to what we'll see in the first two games. at least on paper at first, so. Yeah, and it's, it's kind of backwards how I said that earlier, how I, I expect and want two wins early and then the Sunday, or the Monday game, the third game. The third I know, game. this is throwing me off. <laughs> yeah, the, the schedule thing's throwing me off. So the third game, the game against Texas, is the one that I'm worried about, and it's just because of Diamond. I liked what I saw out of Diamond last year. He was really, really good on Sundays, but I want to see him do it again, right? I want to see consistency out of him. I've seen two seasons of Gunnar Hoagland. I've seen two seasons of Doug Nikhazy. I want to see another season of Derek Diamond. And so I'm not willing to just pin that as, like, easy win or anything, but it's a game where he can prove himself. Because, like you said, Texas is not – they don't have the offensive power that TCU and Texas Tech have. They just have – they have new faces. They've got, the, I believe, one of the top-ranked transfers coming in. He was the newcomer of the year in the Big 12 this year. Of course, um, and he was the player of the year in the Big East last year. Mike Antico, I'm probably butchering that name too, Antico, something like that. Um, so that guy, that's a new guy that they didn't have last year. That'll, I'm sure he'll factor in. But outside of, I think, him and maybe a couple other guys, Texas' lineup is kind of largely unproven. So we'll see what we have there. I was going to say uh, I think we'll definitely be their first uh, big test, that's for sure, if a lot of the guys there are unproven. I haven't really kept up with, you know, Big 12 baseball, but, um, yeah, I mean, I'm predicting that uh, I think we'll go 2-1 and one, um, this weekend. Uh, I think we, if any if we lose any game, it's definitely going to be Texas Tech, in my opinion. But uh, Texas Tech's good, man. Yeah. I didn't realize that they were bringing back so much talent. Hey, but, I mean, we're really deep. That's the thing. Like, we – we do have the talent to definitely beat them. I mean, we just we just have to play our cards right, you know. That's with any that's with anything. You just gotta play our cards right. And I think if we do that, um, you know, we could walk out three no, but realistically I think we're gonna be two and one. I think two and one's good. I like that. If you even give like one or two and something like these aren't gonna hurt your RPI. Yeah, it's anymore. not the end of the world if you lose two games, but I I expect us to come out of there three and oh. Yeah, look, Texas Tech's a team you're going to see in Omaha. That's a team where if Ole Miss gets back to Omaha this year, Texas Tech's going to be there with you. That's a really good team. 
and it's a really good matchup. It's a really good opportunity. You're going to get to gauge what this, what this team looks like against elite competition early, too, because you're going to play it in the SEC, but you're going to see it early. You're going to see it this weekend. You guys I'm remember excited, 2017? Man. You guys remember 2017? Yeah. That? <laughs> that was not good. <laughs> I really thought we were going to go in there and at least win two. I thought we were going to win all three. Nope, didn't happen. <laughs> let's let's forget that who series. Do we, who do we play in that again? I know Baylor was one of them. Baylor, there were some Texas teams in there too. Baylor's Texas. I can't remember. <laughs> well, I, yes, I know more tech, more Texas directional schools. I think like I think Texas Tech might have been there. There's some. Uh, I've pushed. I there's some rematches. Why are there too. so many schools? Why I pushed so that series out of my teams? memory. I don't understand why there's so many schools in Texas. Like, I, I like it's a big state. I understand that, but California's a big state, and they don't even have. That. I mean, you have. Oh yeah, they do. They're just not. I guess they don't. I'm yeah. talking about like the three. I mean, look, look, they have the Cal Golden Bears, they have the UCLA Bruins, and the USC yes, Trojans. Cal state Those Florida are the big. Stanford. Stanford. Oh shit! I forgot about Stanford. <laughs> Cal State um, is the elite. Okay, Stanford. That's four. That's four big schools. And, and Jarkel, Texas has like Baylor. Cal State Bakersfield. Pepperdine. Okay. <laughs> okay, yes. We can add UCSB, UCL uh I'm not UCLA, UCSB, um, UCI. We can add all those schools, Irvine. but like Long with, Beach. Yeah. Hey man, Irvine, Irvine UCI is cool. <laughs> yeah, the Anteaters, man. Um But like, you know, those are the four really big schools in California. But like if you think about it, Texas got Baylor. Texas A and M, you know. Uh, well, so Baylor's not very big. Texas, are they? they're just in the Big Twelve. Um, they kind of small. It's a private. It's a private school. I I guess it's like the, well, I mean, so is TCU, but I think I feel like TCU is a pretty decently sized school too. Yeah, I thought TCU is kind of bigger. I mean, Baylor's got sixteen thousand students. That's less than Ole Miss. That's bigger. But that's still. I mean, that's a, yeah. So, Wait, what I mean, do you think? Would you do like nine thousand people? Yeah, I thought it was like an eleven thousand, twelve thousand school. Oh, no, no. Oh, uh, well. I mean, yeah. hey, look, anyways, my point being is that in, like, a big conference like that. Now, TCU is. They have, like, 10,000 kids. Like, that school is small. small school. Oh. Yeah. I like TCU, low-key. Like, just the concept of the Horned Frogs is just oh, cool t- to me, man. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, it's just, it's a cool thing. I don't know. I, I would be honest with you. If I didn't go to Ole Miss, I was actually really thinking about going to TCU. Horned Horn Frogs is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. And they're, I mean, just like the way that they portray their mascot is just pretty, pretty cool, man. Like, like I wish that our mascot was like equivalent to like the land shark version. You know what I'm saying? Like we don't have a cool looking mascot at all. So it's just like that. That's an example of them doing a mascot correctly. Us, uh, not yeah, so much. I know I'm kind of getting we off topic, just but get rid of our mascot. That's the only one. My favorite thing TCU does is when they make the rose bowl, they put the rose inside the mouth of the frog on the helmet. When yes, they, that's when did cool. They make the Rose Bowl? A few years ago, like a handful of years ago. A long, long time. Yeah, a long time. Man, ago. they got so screwed that year whenever they played us in the Peach Bowl. Oh, 14? Yes. They should have been in the playoff that oh, year. 2011, they played. Um, Boise? Uh, no, Wisconsin. What's in the game? Rose Bowl. Where's the Pac 12 team? That's usually Big Ten Pac 12. Probably in the, play, in the championship, right? 2011? That was Oregon Auburn. Yes, I, yeah, something like that. So Oregon would have been in the championship in the national championship. So then, 
They'd stick a Big Ten team in there. Big 12 team, sorry. Well, weren't they the Big Ten yeah, back TCU wasn't Big 12 then. Were they not? I don't think so. I don't think the Big... It was the Big Ten... Wait. No. What was it? Were they Mountain Big West? Still had, Big 12 still had Missouri, Nebraska, and A&M. That's right. What were they? Mountain West? I think they're Mountain West. I forgot about that. I forgot they weren't Big 12 for a while. You know, speaking of Mountain West, I, this is getting extremely off topic, but I really wish that they were more a more prominent group of five conference because, like, they have some pretty good schools in there. And they There just... was a window there where, like, all of the conferences were realigning, and I really wanted the Mountain West. They had, like, I think they had BYU and, like, Colorado State, and I wanted them to add, like, Boise and TCU. And it would have been, like, a pretty darn good group of five almost like yeah. power five border conference yeah because that was back when tcu was still really good they had like andy dalton and stuff well this is the thing about tcu um is that i feel like for all sports they they have like a few really good years and then they like just fall off the face of the earth and then they come back to prominence again it's kind of happening right now like you know 14 15 etc there's like a few years where they were really really good and they're not so great right now but I mean, they just got Zach Evans, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, just like, you the know. final bid for Zach Evans. Yeah. Zach Evans is bringing him back. Hey, he yeah. was kicking ass at the end of the year. Yeah, he, he, he really moved into that position well. Yeah. He, he's good. But anyways, so. this is not about football. We should probably get back to baseball. SEC <laughs> baseball. Anyway, yes. anyway, man, I'm excited about this whole tournament. There's a lot of elite baseball teams in here. You could see several of these teams in Omaha at the end. Oh, yeah. So, it's it's going to be a fun weekend. So Texas Tech lost their final two games last year. At least I think it was the final two games in the midweek to Mississippi State. So that's a fun little rematch. And then Texas beat Arkansas last year in the – I think it was like the Shriners College Classic or something like that. So then they get a little rematch. So there's some interesting – and it's the top three of the Big 12 against the top three of the SEC West, not the overall SEC. What's the full schedule for Saturday? Do you all know – Arkansas or no, State starts out with Arkansas plays Texas Tech first, and that. State plays uh, Texas to open. What time is that? Noon. Is it like noon three and then six or something? I think so. I think yeah. six is yeah. That makes I sense. That. Uh, Who's State... playing in that six o'clock slot every or? Is Arkansas. Arkansas the late game? Yeah. Okay. State, okay, so State plays Texas at eleven. On Saturday, we play uh, TCU at. Let's see what time this is, so I don't butcher. Because I thought it was three. Yeah, three. We play TCU at three, and then Arkansas will play Texas Tech at uh, seven p.m. Central. Eleven three seven. Yeah, so eleven three seven. All you know, a full day of baseball there. Um, plan your Saturday accordingly. And then where do you stream for that? Flowsports.com. It is $30 for the entire weekend, but you get every game. So if you're just watching Ole Miss, think of it as $10 per game. It's just like going to a game as a ticket. Um, I have found out you cannot share a login with that website either. So I would buy it. Don't try and share it with somebody because they do IP lock it based on who buys it. So we have SEC baseball starting this weekend as well. Tomorrow, 
We have Florida-Miami. That's a top 25 matchup. Miami's 21st in the country. Um, Florida is, you know, considered one of the best teams in the country, number one, according to D1 Baseball. Um, what do you guys think about that? I don't know if you have paid much attention outside of Ole Miss and to the conference, but I mean, that's, a, that's a pretty elite matchup early tomorrow. Well, Florida swept them last year, so and Florida's better now, so I think they'll sweep again. But I think Miami's better this year, too. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think yeah, – maybe not. I don't know. I would think that Miami I, – well, I, I know, but I'm, I'm just trying to go off of, like – Facial expression. Like, yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I, I would think that Miami would be better, but um, I, I do think it will be a good gauge for Florida to see how well they are. I think Florida is going to beat them in, in the series, but, uh, you know, um, I think, you know, maybe they might drop a game. Who knows? We'll see. Yeah, I think Florida wins that series, too. Um, I think they win it 2-1. They have one of the best players in the entire conference, and Judd Fabian, their outfielder. That dude's probably going to be all-conference, the best, or what is it, player of the year in conference, sorry. Um, Florida is once again stacked. I think they lose one because it's baseball, and it's hard to sweep. So I think it's probably a 2-1 series win for Florida there. Yeah, I'm also going to go with a 2-1 series win for Florida, but I'm also going to roll my eyes at them being number one again. Just because going off last year, we were obviously the number one team in the country. Everybody knows we were national champions. <laughs> and they still continue to rank Florida above us. But Well, we play, we'll them, we play them this year, so we're going to get to yes, see our chance did. here. Yes. I was going to say, we've got an opportunity. Hey, if we if we beat Florida, if we sweep Florida this year, I'm going to not shut my mouth at all, ever. <laughs> like, I'm just going to constantly talk, and I won't stop. For whatever reason, if we, we play Florida well, we, we always play Florida well. We play at their dead-ass stadium. If we sweep Florida, I am purchasing the Omaha tickets that day. So, uh, if we sweep this weekend, I'm purchasing Omaha tickets. <laughs> Probably not a bad bet, because um, that would be a tough tough call there. All right, so conference as a whole, we've talked about Florida here for a minute. Let's look at the rest of the conference. Cody, give me your top three SEC East finishers. Top three SEC East finishers. So I'm going to go with Vanderbilt, Florida, and Georgia. Okay. Georgia's a little bit of a unconventional pick there. So I'm going to pick up. I'm going to pick on you there. Soren, you can give me the same thing. Give me your top three in the East uh, in order. Um, I'll go Florida, Vanderbilt, and then Tennessee. Okay. Kyle? Yeah, I've got Florida, Vanderbilt, and then I did South Carolina third. Same. Me and Kyle, we have the same there. Florida, Vanderbilt, South Carolina. Um, and we all Randy, know Paul. Randy copying me again. Yeah, I know. I know. We'll, uh, we'll have to look at the text. I, I think South Carolina or Tennessee could are kind of interchangeable. Same. They're, yeah. they're pretty close. They're very similar in my opinion. Um, I, like you said, I kind of struggled to pick one or the other, but South Carolina went there. So let's go west now. We have, of course, Ole Miss is in the west. So, Cody, we'll go back to you. Give me your top three in the west this year. I'm going to go Ole Miss – Mississippi State, Arkansas. Fair. Sword? Um, I'll go – I'm going to be a little bit unconventional here. 
I'm going to go, I'll go Ole Miss, Arkansas, and Texas A&M. Okay. <laughs> Kyle, I'm going to skip over the, the A&M comment, but go ahead, Kyle. I went, um, just to make sure everyone, just to make everyone mad, I went Mississippi State, Ole Miss, and then Arkansas. I almost did what you did, but then I went Ole Miss, State, LSU. I have LSU third. I have Arkansas four. Those are very close in my opinion. You could change either one, and I'm not mad. But Yeah, I was going to have LSU as a close four. I think LSU is going to make a push there and probably finish top three, in my opinion. But I like Dylan Cruz a lot. I think LSU is going to slip a bit this year. I don't, but <laughs> they don't. They don't have a lot of offense. There's not a lot of much. There's not much going on there. They've got Jaden Hill. You know, the pitching's great, but I'm, there's not much proven on the offensive side. If you don't watch SEC games outside of Ole Miss, watch Jaden Hill pitch once. If you get a chance, find, watch him pitch outside of the game against Ole Miss. I'm sure people watch that. Watch Jaden Hill. That dude is really good. He's really talented. He's, very He's a top, another top seven pick, probably probably top five at this point. He's worked his way up into some MLB draft discussions for a top five pick now. So my sleeper team is Auburn, though. Mm. I don't hate that. I've got them finishing yeah. fourth, but I wouldn't be surprised if they jump a little higher. They have an absolute cake East schedule this year. That helps. They get Missouri, Kentucky, Georgia, and then in Florida. That sucks. But so the three worst teams in the East, and then Florida. <laughs> so I thought it was pretty interesting today. Ole Miss football. I know it had probably had something to do with the snow, but they tweeted something about a whiteout, and they posted the all white football uniforms that we have not seen since what 2018. Yeah. Um. I I wonder if there's something to that. I was wondering if they possibly could return for the 2021 season. I have a theory. So instead of wearing baseball uniforms, they're actually going to wear the football uniforms out there while they play. This weekend? Yes. Hey, it worked last time we played Texas Tech. That would be something. <laughs> um, <laughs> they'll just bring them to the stadium. Remember right. us? Like in pads and everything. Pads and everything. Like football helmet, all of it. Well... Um, give me Kale Baker and some pads. Um, give me Kemp. Yeah, oh Kemp's, a big, Kemp's a big old dude. Him Man, or Van Cleef. Yeah, uh, <laughs> running the bases. Laposter's <laughs> a small, a shorter dude, but he's built. Laposter's stout. He's a stout. Hey man, Laposter's cool, bro. I had he's a class a with him. Dude. Um, he's a cool dude. I like him. So, yeah, Cody, I saw that tweet as well. It made me wonder. I don't. I haven't heard that yet. I mean, it's early for me to be hearing uniform news for the upcoming season, but you know they've been in talks of adding a third helmet back for a little bit. I'm. I don't expect it, but I know a lot of fans want it. And Lane Kiffin seems pretty in touch with the fan base. So you tell me those make a comeback this year. I'm not shocked. I would love. That. What's the first game of the year next year? Louisville. Louisville. Louisville and Atlanta. Louisville and Atlanta. They could. Same kind of situation as with Texas mm-hmm. Tech. If you're going to do it, that's the game to do it. Bring back the white helmets. You already have the, the pants and the uniform. I want stripes on the pants. I, that's my one wish Please. for this year. Um, but, you know, white helmets is probably second on my list. I do want gray face masks on the Navy helmet, but that's kind of a small detail because I'm being... For, for every game or... For, for the, you know, about the Navy helmet with gray face mask? Yeah. I want that every yeah. game. I don't like the Navy face masks. 
I want to go back to gray face mask with the navy helmet. That's what Ole Miss used to wear. I, I like that combination a lot more. You want the gray pants back? No. I, I, I mean, the gray. What you just said. No, I said gray face mask. I heard pants. White pants are <laughs> the white pants are superior. The gray, the white pants are superior to the grays, and I'm going to piss people off with that. But I don't hate the gray pants. They're fine. Mix them in. Wear them more than once. Well, we wore them once this year. Wear them more than once. But it just, it just depends on the uniform for me. Like it's just something about wearing the powder blue helmet and the red jersey and gray pants. It just it just does. It's a classic look, man. It's classic. <laughs> I like that. That is yeah. that is a great it's look. Kind of... I like the powder helmet, white shirt, white uniform, and gray pants too. That's a, not an awful. Look. Yeah. It's a solid look. Very solid. Are we wearing? But then the powder white, white is beautiful too. Are we wearing the powder blues on Sunday or on Monday this weekend? You would think so. You would think Monday. <clears throat> I would think they would wear red on Saturday, navy on Sunday, powder blues on Monday. But, but you got to have the energy on Sunday. Yeah. Still. Which which <laughs> games are we the home team for? Do we know? I'm not sure. I don't. Know. A few of them. Good point. Look it up. I'm curious. Yeah, I don't know. Because it last I saw on almost base almost sports dot com, it just said versus on all. all right. them, we so. are home for Texas Tech, and that's it. Uh, so if well, you had, I guess that's... you could wear you could wear uh, powder blue then, or you could wear the white. Um, I mean, the pitcher chooses the uniform, and. Nikhazy typically chooses red, and Hoagland typically chooses navy. And then the third game is always powder blue. Sorry, Derek. <laughs> Sorry, Derek. You don't get to pick. We're wearing powder blue. So <laughs> The other day, whenever they posted the new uniforms in the locker room, they posted the powder blue, the uh, red, and the white pinstripe. They didn't... No, wait. There's a new, pin, new pinstripe and a new navy. Yeah, okay. So we didn't get the new red ones? Not yet. We haven't seen pictures of the new red, and we haven't seen a single picture of the gray uniform yet. And I look, they've done a lot of this media coverage, media photographs, media photo ops. The gray uniform is nowhere to be seen. Not even in the background. Nothing. Did they burn the grays? I don't know. But I did see, hey, this, this new template they're wearing, Arkansas is wearing that as well as their white homes, and they removed that weird armpit color. Which is what Ole Miss has on the gray. Yeah, I was about to say that's the same uniform as our gray one. So if Ole Miss got new gray uniforms, I'm not shocked. Cody, because we forgot, we didn't get a chance to do it with you yet. Who's your favorite player? Who's who you most excited to see this year? My favorite uh, Ole Miss player I'm excited to see? Yeah. Or just in general? Oh. Um, I'm going to say Leatherwood. I'm excited to see how he, see if he breaks out. I fully expect him to. I think Leatherwood's going to be a stud. Zor? Man, I just want to see Kale Baker hit stuff, man. I just <laughs> really do. Baker bombs? Yes. Man, he's he's just cool. He's a cool dude, man. He's just funny. And uh, I just like his personality, man. He's a cool cool guy, and, and I, he's a really good player. So. All right, well, on that note, we'll, uh, we'll call it a night there. And uh, catch us on Saturday. Was it like 4 o'clock for basketball, something like that? But. 
Definitely two screens, one for basketball, one for one baseball. For Daytona. If you don't want to miss us playing D TCU, don't worry about Daytona. Or yeah, they'll wreck again. You've seen it before. Um, but anyway, we'll catch you again uh, after the series. I believe we'll come to you on Monday night. So should be a 3-0 weekend. We'll see. But we'll talk to you then.